Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go, Panther fans. Let's go. It's the beat check, and it's the first one of the 2022-2022 season where there's football in the air. The Carolina Panthers finished their first training camp practice today, and C3 had to get together and recap it, talk about the latest headlines, and even get some of the beat reporters up in, in on this to get the inside track. My name's Tony Dunn. They call me the professor. It's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where on Wednesdays, we put our ear to the ground and check the beat. And I do it with my man, Cody Lashney. Welcome back. We hung out last night talking some football, and now we got more football to talk about. Hey, man, training camp is into full gear, Tony Dunn. These Panther people need their Panther fix, and that's what we're here for, man. This is the C3 Beat Check where we check the beat with Panthers beat reporters to get a lay of the land on all things going on with the football team. Have a great guest tonight, Vashti Hurt of Carolina Blitz. should be joining us in about another 20 minutes. Uh, And, yeah, Tony, we're going to have a great time. A lot of storylines already starting to come out of Spartanburg. Uh, A lot to talk about, brother. But, look, you already know we're going to do it. With the very best fans in all of YouTube, our Panther faithful our guys, Drew, Buck, Skull Gang in the house, C, Trooper with the Duper 24, Dan Floyd, DJ Flash Apples, Easy Crepe, Matt Knows Nothing, Vol Guy 23, Tim Estes, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. As the football season heats up, C3 heats up, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., longest running Panthers podcast, Wednesday night beat check, Friday, Friday free for all. Before you know it, Cody and I will be going head-to-head with debate my take. And uh, we want your take. Jump into the chat. We love it. Subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs-up button. Check the show notes. we got a Discord channel you can join. Email me or contact me if you want to be a part of the C3 Fantasy Football League. There's only a few spots left. So go ahead and email me at carolinacatchronicles.com, at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles. It's the first day of training camp and uh, the first practice and the first news that I received, Cody Lashney, when I opened up my Twitter TV, because that's what, yeah. what what we have right now for dark, when training camp is around. It's called Twitter TV to me. It's like better than anything. I just, refre- I just let it run all day long, yeah. watching all the clips, watching all the takes, watching everything. And the very first one that comes out, J.C. Horn. Not dressed, not practicing, and has been moved to the active pup list due to soreness in his foot. Everybody immediately tried to temper this discussion and being like, oh, it's precautionary. It's precautionary. He's been working out real hard in the offseason. We just want to make sure. But it's definitely not the tidbit that I was hoping 
to look at first when I looked at my Twitter TV channel today. Yeah, man. And listen, all, all of the reaction to it has been very kind of assuring, you know, that this is something that the Panthers wanted to do. He experienced some soreness uh, in that surgically repaired foot. He wanted to be out there, but they wanted to kind of take it slow and ease him into that process so that way we can have him later on down the road. I understand it. If I'm if I Matt Rule, I would probably do the same thing just to err on the side of caution. But um, it would be interesting, man. I know a lot of people are already scared that, you know, we're going to be talking about J.C. Horn being an injury-prone player. And it's things like these that don't necessarily make you feel too well about that. Um, but I'm just not going to read too much into it. I'm still uh, expecting and preparing J.C. Horn to come out and play like he was shot out of a cannon. And, um, yeah, we'll just have to let it play out and see what happens. I want you guys to you can go to carolinacatchronicles.com. J.C. Horn starts training camp on the active pup. Are you worried, I asked. I uh, missed 13 games last season with a broken foot. They held him out. Now, they can act. they can activate him at any moment, right? Most people will roll their eyes and say this isn't a big deal. We want this star corner fully healthy. But, boy, I tell you this, it's just the stark visual contrast of J.C. Horn being told, you know, where he's like the surefire, and D.J. Moore is yeah. literally skipping into practice, literally <laughs> skipping into practice, having a great time, getting paid, doing his thing. Uh, so, man, uh, J.C. Horn, we need you, bro. We need you. Um, I don't like to hear this. I hope that foot is like Iron Man after this. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Keep an eye on it. It'll be a storyline to follow immediately to see how long they rest them. So can I give you the storyline that I'm interested in following? And you okay. probably already know where I'm going with this, man. This quarterback competition has been on the tip of everyone's tongue. And last year, there was a storyline around Sam Darnold not being the first guy out to the field like Matt Rule wanted. Well, you know what? He doesn't have to ask this next guy because Matt Corral was indeed the first man out on the field. And, Tony, you kind of hinted at this yesterday talking about his neck. But doesn't it look like look my at the thighs, been dude. pumping some iron? Look at my these boy's thighs, been putting dude. some work in the weight room, hasn't he? He does not look. Yeah, he does. He does. And um, I think he really sent a message. Uh, I'm, I've been impressed. For for how nitpicky we were about just every uh, word or motion that I, I was, at least, of Matt Rule in some ways. Dude, Matt Corral, you really can't write it down, write it any better for him. And what I mean by that is, like, he's coming into a situation. Imagine being drafted, having that kind of chip of, like, you thought you were going to be higher up in the draft than you were. You went to the draft. You didn't even get drafted till the third had yeah. some troubles and some struggles with like you know injured in the pro bowl game i think this mental health story got way overblown as like a detriment to something like that um and then you come into a qua- a place where it's just turmoil and then all of a sudden they trade for baker mayfield they keep sam darnold's and oh you're like this guy over there like hey remember me yeah. remember me and i tell you this yesterday when he showed up he was the one talking about, I'm out here to compete and get the starting job. Like, I mean, and he probably knows it's a long shot, but he's taking that approach, that mentality. Him being the first guy on the practice field today, these are statements to me. And maybe they don't, maybe they don't turn into anything, Cody, but I like them. It's kind of like this, is he's saying what he needs to say and doing the things he needs to do. And that's, a, that's an important step. I love it. Um I mean, this is wild. It's wild. Um, I, I love it. When, when was the last? I mean, again, so for as long as I've been on the podcast, we've had Cam Newton and then from Cam to Teddy and then from Teddy to Sam. So it's like we've never really known, or at least I haven't in my Panther fandom, I've never really known what it's like to have a quarterback competition um, at this opening spot. Here's a little bit of Matt Corral just throwing the, showing the zip on his ball. Um, but obviously that, that wasn't even the, the, the biggest story. And the, the, one of the biggest stories was that 
Baker Mayfield was out there today, and he looked kind of inaccurate. There were some plays that were kind of underthrown. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily about that when she comes in. Um, but yeah, man, it's like, it's, it's going to be interesting to, to see because you're already starting to hear a lot of, well, you know, it is his first day and, and that is true. You know, I don't want to take that away from him. Learning a brand new offense, um, that's certainly a lot to undertake, but, uh, it didn't look like he was super impressive to start out the day. They did have Sam Darnold taking first string reps. A lot of people were kind of like talking trash about that, but that doesn't surprise me at all, Tony Dunn. Sam has the most experience in this offense with the playbook, and we know that they're going to rotate him anyway. So it's not really surprising to me that Sam Darnold uh, got the first go at the ones. Yeah, I just – um. Before we move on to Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, I just yep. think it could have been easy for Matt Corral to kind of shrink in the to the sidelines yeah. into the background and maybe try to quietly come out and do something. But I think he's trying to make himself visible and known. So I like that. On to Baker, you're right. Well, is that this? Is Sam Darnold? This is what most people predicted. And a lot of people predicted that this is that they would give Sam Darnold the reps with the ones for about a week or so or the first week, and then you would quietly hear um, Mayfield has moved into the number one spot. Rare, few, few people. But to me, it sounded like this is that it was a barely a number ones. You know what I'm saying? It was like really sounded like he was the guy that just threw first in a way rather than playing with the ones. Now, I could be wrong about that. Um, each of them made mistakes today. Sam Darnold almost got picked off or should have been picked off by Damian Wilson, which I don't care about any of these mistakes. I mean, I do care about mistakes, but like first practice, one thing to act like they're just going to go out and deal. I guess you did hear about Trevor Lawrence going out and dealing. You heard that one, didn't you? Oh, I definitely heard that one. Apparently yeah, not a single ball hit the ground. Trevor's out there looking great. But uh, Algernon asked uh, if Baker was throwing picks. Uh, this is the interception. Credit to Aaron from Unnecessary Bluntness for taking the content down to training camp. This is Baker, drops back, and just a little underthrown. Keith Taylor goes up, snags one out the air, and gets a pick. And again, I'm not going to freak out, but, you know, again, it is. So if you want to be worried about J.C. Horn being injury prone, this is what I'm worried about with Baker. I don't love the touch on his ball. I'm not going to overreact to this, but – I don't love his footwork. You know, I, I think that he sometimes his decision-making is a little questionable. And he hinted about that in his press conference today. So, again, I'm not going to freak out over it. But, yeah, man, this is the type of stuff that's going to have the Panther fandom a buzz. you know, talking about is Baker the guy and can he be an actual upgrade over Sam Darnold. Um, you guys go check out Unnecessary Bluntness, Aaron Duncan. Uh, what he basically, if you saw any video you saw today coming out of training camp, if you noticed, was all from fans, only yeah. from fans and con- fan content creators. So go support yeah. Unnecessary Bluntness. And the reason that is, is I'm pretty sure they said, told the media they can't take video. So yeah. here, here's what you got is the reason they did that, folks, is not because they don't want mess to leak. The Panthers are trying to own that content. That's what they're doing. They're saying this is like you only can watch any snaps on the internet. It's it's kind of like so an antiquated way of looking at content. And it's also like you're filtering all the views towards content creators on YouTube. It's like you're pushing people away from your own content. Well, they don't want the athletic making the money off of it. They don't want um, you know what I'm saying? Is they're trying to make the money off before you know it, they're probably going to tell fans that they can't take the video like that. That's yeah. what they'll probably try before they just open it up. Let's hear from Baker Mayfield, um, on his first performance today in in Carolina. Let's see. This is the one. <laughs> Um, some, some good things. things. I, not, not excited, excited about, about some, some of the, the some of the throws accuracy wise. Um, 
got a little greedy on one. Got to take care of the ball. So there was some good, but just not enough, not enough of it. Yeah, I'm pretty stupid for wearing a long sleeve and pants. So, but I'm stubborn, so I had to learn for myself. I mean, oh, start, start over. I had to mute your microphone because I was getting the feedback from both of your mics. Was it? Is it double? Is it? Coming yeah, it, it, the audio was coming from your screen share and and your okay. end too. But we all heard uh, Baker. Okay. But you're good now, though. All right. Uh, I know how to fix it now on the next clip, though. So thank you. Okay. Tell me when those things happen. Uh, so Baker, okay. um, or at least I think I do. Baker, uh, you know, hey, this is practice. All right, let's move on. Uh, what's next is um, so we got some Sam. We got the quarterback uh, stuff going on. I thought it was interesting. We saw Damian Lew- uh, Damian Wilson's name today with uh, almost picking the end zone against Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting name there. Um, Keith Taylor, right? So people are looking at that. Uh, what else is coming out of this? Camp? Oh, they wore the a lot of guys wore the Guardian helmets, the turtle helmets that they tested in college football last year. Oh, I didn't even hear anything. Have about you seen that? those? That look, no. out, yeah, is the, the Guardian helmet. There, I'll find an image of it. That's okay. one of the things. Uh, to show you, uh, or it's a cover, maybe it's a helmet cover that you add and uh. It's like a Mega Mind looking thing, right? Isn't it like yeah, huge? yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, a yeah, turtle yeah. shell. Looks like a turtle yeah, I, shell. I, I like, you know I like that though. But it's supposed to be like a super protective. You know what I'm saying? Like a super protective, I guess. Yeah. Version of a helmet. How many? Oh yeah, I've seen helmet. my Clemson players wearing that for. A they long tested time. them in college last year. Um, like in the before they played, and it's a, another effort. And you know, if I don't know if you saw the athletic put out a story today about, I guess, continued proven links between. I, I thought it was weird. It was like first study that shows crashing like sports like this uh, leads yeah. to heading. I was like, what? I thought we've been talking about this for 20 years. So I don't know yeah. what else came out of what other storylines came out of camp today. We saw Christian McCaffrey catch the ball. And the Panthers put that clip up. We won't put that one because it'll probably be like, that's our clip. We found yeah. one. That's our, that's our Christian McCaffrey. Uh, any other things? Oh, the Spartanburg Heat. Uh, we heard Sam Dar- I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield talk about stupid for wearing pants and long sleeves. Um, I saw somebody put up Cam Newton did that on the regular. You never heard him. He'd be wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like, but, uh, I saw, too, some cool things. Or I, I saw reporters who were covering it for their first time. One from the Panthers, right? She's new. Yeah. Her, Augusta. I've got to go look up her name, learn her name. She's brand new. And then I saw somebody else from Charlotte or from Greensboro who worked at a local TV, and they were like, this mess is real. I was like, y'all, should, we've been telling y'all. This is the hottest. Yeah. It's hot. Hot. I, I saw um, someone put on Twitter, Spartanburg might actually be the hottest place on earth. <laughs> Like it's just so god awfully hot there, man. Um, but one of the things I'm interested uh to talk to Vashti about, and she said she'd see me at 8:15. Uh, so is actually the offensive line. And Tony, this is something that we've been talking about a lot, and it 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 feels like a recurring nightmare from last year is trying to creep in from this year, and that our coaching staff seems to really want to get Pat Elflin and Michael Jordan oh, involved in this Let, offensive line. Tell me, what what have you heard about this? Oh, man. So, okay, the first reps was interesting because they uh, the first team reps, they had Brady Christensen at left tackle and Michael Jordan at left guard. Then they reversed it and they put uh, a Kim McQuander at left tackle and Brady Christensen at left guard. So, I mean – I, I don't know, Tony, that they really want to get these guys on the offensive line. I don't agree with it. Did you I think say we all... Elflin played center at all? No yeah, center. so, um, yeah, Pat Elflin uh, also got the first reps at center. And See, then Bozeman. I thought that's what we brought in reps. Bozeman for. That's what I'm saying, man. I and don't he's understand He's, like, actually it. been good. I guess, Elf, again, we have heard that Elflin's greatest uh, – snaps last year were at center rather than guard 
But you know, you know why they got to put Michael Jordan there is he's the brand. You know, that's what if you heard Matt Rule last year, he's like, he's the brand. He does it right. I mean, I don't know. He loves some, you know, but they usually start with the veterans, but I don't even constitute Michael Jordan as a veteran. You know, I don't think he's ever yeah. even really played in the NFL barely. Like, is I think he's kind of been like one of those come up stories. He's bounced um, around. He was on the Cincinnati Bengals for a little while. Uh, then he really couldn't cut it there. And then he ended up getting cut. And uh, I believe we picked him up. I just don't know why the very first snaps would not be. Who was that left tackle on the very first snap? Brady That's Christensen. Okay. And then. All right. And then Yeah. And then next it was at Kamakuanu. Okay. Uh, That's and, fine. And, it's just they, the guard position is that they're not – I guess they're really going to start out trying to gauge which guy should be at left tackle. Maybe yeah. that's what the first thing is, is let, let's figure out the left tackle. We'll let these other guys practice at guard because we know they can't do nothing at tackle. But it's like so get then, them on the field at the same time. Like what, if you're going to put Brady Christensen at left guard, then put a – or opposite rather. If you're going to have Christensen at left tackle – then put in Kim Aquano at left guard. Like he's going to be a mauler on, no matter where you put him. I, I just, I, I would hate for the only way that we get both of these two on the offensive line is if it's just a Kim Aquano at left tackle and just Brady Christensen at left guard. I, I really want them to experiment. And by the way, whatever the best option is, go for that. I have no problem with the Kim Aquano being our left tackle at all. I just think that if we're going to experiment, let's try and get all the young guys on the field. Well, like I mean, we failed to do last year. Day one, no pads. Right. You know, you got to get everybody involved as much as you can instead of trying to get the most reps to those guys only. So maybe some of that's, you know, let's see what go, how it goes early and uh, move some guys around. So I mean, I'm gonna, you know, we're not gonna really figure out who they're thinking just yet at, at this moment when it comes to these alignments. Um, I think some of the people though are really starting to wonder too, is that, you know, what Keith Taylor can do for this team on defense. I think that's one name we're interested in is um, because, you know, CJ Henderson, can he somehow, you know, surpass CJ Henderson in this camp? And I don't know if, I mean, I guess it's really possible because CJ Henderson hasn't done a ton just yet. Continue to monitor that uh, J.C. Horn uh, discussion. That's for sure. You guys, uh, go ahead and sub up to the C3 Panthers podcast. You can uh, smash the thumbs up, support the channel. Uh, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Go to carolinacatchronicles.com. Read the stories. Even if you don't read the stories, just open them up and close them. That's fine for me. <laughs> and uh, and uh, there are ways to support the show monetarily. Check the show notes for ways to donate. Um, and uh, be a part of the community. We have call-in show on Tuesday and an open podcast on Friday nights called the Friday Free for All. That's it. So let's kind of go ahead. No, I'm saying that's it. Yeah, we do a show every Friday, 7 p.m. You can join the show, be a part of it. Uh, C3 Panthers podcast. We're bumping up the content. You know, this is the uh, this is when uh, everybody's clamoring for Panthers content. So. That's what we're here for, man. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. I know my man, uh, my man CK is not here tonight, but we can go ahead and hit him with the quick subscribers. Shame, one hundred and fifty-one people watching. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Only forty-two thumbs up. We can definitely do better than that. Uh, Vasta just messaged me. She's logging in now, so she will be joining us here momentarily. We have Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz. Uh, she is also at training camp. Uh, she makes great content. That'll be very exciting. Um, yeah, Tony, what you got pulled up there? Um, let's just kind of since since it is the beat check, we're waiting on the beat writer. We'll pump, we'll just hop around the beat real quick on the athletic. The headline: Baker Mayfield's first practice. Some good but just not enough of it, his words. That's the number one story on The Athletic, as well as um, he's continuing to watch the positional battles. That's Joe Person 
And uh, I believe he said that, I mean, it's quarterback, uh, but he put linebacker in there for the Panthers, like a tough, a heated battle, right? Um, so we'll be monitoring that. Let's go. Uh, we'll, we'll go over to Carolina Blitz and see what their headlines are. Hop around the beat real quick. Yep, yep. Uh, CarolinaBlitz.com has video of Baker Mayfield training camp day one press conference observations. Vashti has put up. Let's check what this story. I know she, uh, I checked her video on Twitter and uh, the word she used was rusty. And so we'll, we'll be seeing what she has to say about that. So you can ju- you can check her story right here talking about some of the things that we're talking about here on the show so far, how uh, not every, uh, no one was really super sharp monitoring the rep count for uh, Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Early worm gets the bird or early bird gets the worm, Matt Corral. Uh, so you can look at some of these, go make sure you check out that. Uh, around the league and uh i guess we can go let's go through all of them we'll go through as many as we can yeah uh go over to cat grave we had dean smith on the show dean jones excuse me <laughs> did uh, you see dean- that Deshaun payton like i don't even know yeah. where those rumors even come from but like apparently the panthers would be in line for sean payton like who, who even like where, where did these rumors even come from i wonder you know, like who's talking to Sean Payton about whether or not he would actually like to be a Panther? You know what I'm saying? Like it just makes no sense. Well, no, you know what this is? Is this is just a speculation? Is that here and entirely somebody or somewhere on the planet has sat down and said, um, "Well, the Panthers could be looking for a head coach next year, and uh, a team that maybe went a different direction, going with a college coach would with a." with an owner that would surefire want to win with that kind of, you know, type of splash that is, it's a make sense rumor kind of, yeah. or we can connect the dots in some way, seven degrees of separation type rumor, but not a real one. I, I mean, I already heard uh, this today is like people were saying Mike McCarthy, if he loses first five games, you can go ahead and look, Jerry Jones is going to get him, try to get him back in Dallas. Yeah. So. Let's go ahead well, and welcome in our yeah, guest. Yeah, we have our, 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 our guest from Carolina Blitz. She's in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's Vashti Hurd. Vashti, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thanks for having me. I'm a little tardy. Sorry, I was getting it's back. Okay. So No problem. Yeah, we know I'm you're sure busy. It's hot and thick there, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I don't think I hide. Rookie mistake, although I've been doing this for a little while. I didn't. I don't think I hydrated enough, so... I will be getting my water in tonight in preparation. Yeah, tomorrow. that is when awesome. you run into the stream. Here, it was crazy here. I live, we're in North Carolina, and like today it was ninety eight, and it was just like so thick. But uh, when when you get that hot, you got to prehydrate. <laughs> you can't yeah. catch. You get. You can't I mean, catch I mean, up. I didn't keep my water in in advance. That way, yeah. I could kind of coast the day of. So yeah, I, it's I, hard. Rookie mistake for me. I, I know better. Well, thanks for joining the C3 Beat Check. Throughout the, we have several shows throughout the week, and each Wednesday we try to check the beat and see what's going on around. By in the during the season, we'll hop on with beat writers from other teams, and we've been so we always try to cycle them in in a way that we don't occupy too much of your time. But we definitely will want to have you come back because we were watching your content today, um, coming from training camp and the first day of camp. And I saw you described it as rusty. Yeah, it was really, really rusty. Um, And I don't want to, you know, Panthers fans and fans in general might panic, but it's the first day of training camp. Baker Mayfield admitted that he had a few throws he would want back. Sam Darnold was kind of steady, but he did check the ball down a lot. There were quite a few drops. Uh, So, you know, Baker, of course, has to get chemistry down. I think that there were some chemistry issues as well. So, yeah, I, I felt like things were really rusty today. Uh, now, if that's still the case next week when they start in pads, then I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? But for the first day, it's to be expected. Matt Corral um, with a few uh, pretty glaring overthrows. So, yeah, I think that I think offensively guys were pretty rusty. The newer guys, you know, Christian is going to be Christian. 
but uh, some of the guys, uh, you know, Ian Thomas had a, a bad drop. Um, so there were there were a few guys with with some um, with some tough drops today. But you know, first day training camp, got to knock the rest off. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about you know this quarterback competition, and normally Vashti is kind of presented as a two horse race between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. But I kind of feel like no one told that to Matt Corral. If you listen to his interviews and you listen to just the bravado he has, he really has a competitive nature to him. And he's really taking this as a real competition. He was the first guy out on the field today. What do you think Matt Corral's chances are of actually being able to compete for this starting job? Or are the Panthers just absolutely dead set on sitting him his rookie year? I mean, the Panthers say that they're not dead set on sitting him his rookie year. I think that it's a foregone conclusion that it's going to be Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. But, you know, the the sentiment is that, you know, they still are heavily invested in Matt Corral as their long-term quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Um, the mentality that he's entering training camp in with is what he needs to have, you know. He, he was the first on the field today, and he really, you know, he acknowledged fans, but very briefly, he seemed very focused, um, very engaged, very in tune with what the task was at hand. And to him, that is to try his best to um, to try to, uh, to win the starting uh, quarterback position. And, you know, I asked him yesterday uh, when, he, when we did interviews, uh, and he basically said, you know, he by any means necessary. That is a quote from him. By any means necessary, his goal is to win the starting quarterback position. And coach the coach, you know, Coach Rule and Scott Fitterer said they like that mentality. Is it realistic? I don't think it's realistic at that point. But do you want your quarterback of the future being complacent with being, you know, a, a backup? No, I don't think so. So I think that's the mentality he has to continue to have. And you know, who knows? You know, maybe maybe Baker and Darnold stink it up. And the Panthers roll with roll with Corral sometime midseason. That's not, you know. Yeah, I think you're right on the money. Possibility. Yeah. I think you're right on the money, but you the the thing is, is that he could he had the opportunity to kind of shrink into the out of the spotlight in a way. You know, he could have said, "Hey, man, we got these two veterans ahead. I'm just going to feel things out on my first day." And he came in yesterday talking confident, not arrogant or anything like right. that, but had. Uh, at least just, I mean, he said the word starter. No one else has really even said that. So that was kind of cool. And then first guy out, he's doing what else? I mean, those are the things you want. Those are things is if he wasn't the first guy out there, imagine what people would say, right. Or something to that effect. Now let's go over to this. We've been, I've been covering this team for 10 years now, but I always keep it from the fan perspective fanatic. I don't want to, but we do tend to freak out fans. We get worried. We get worried. First thing I did as I turned on Panther Twitter TV today, as I watch all of you guys cover this so great from Spartanburg, J.C. Horn is put on the active pup list. And, man, everybody's told me this guy is the next star. Everything. And then he comes out, misses 13 games last year, has a full offseason recovery. I saw Derrick Henry racing his daughter on, on uh, today at, at their camp. J.C. Horn kept out for soreness in that foot. Yeah. I know people say don't worry. But should we secretly worry? You know, I understand worry because, you know, game three, he breaks, has multiple fractures in that right foot, and then he's out for the remainder of the season. You know, there was always questions throughout last season whether he was going to come back or not. He's in, he looks like he's in great shape. I'll put, I mean, it doesn't look like he's not working out. He's in excellent shape. Uh, Matt Rule said today that, you know, he kind of wanted to play. Uh, you know, he, he said he used, I think he used the term chomping at the bit to get out there uh, on the field. But as a precaution, they're holding him out. I think it's na- I think it's natural to worry about that. You know, you have you know, you have your your opposite, your corner opposite Dante Jackson, who was supposed to, you know, and J.C., who's supposed to kind of have a breakout uh season this year and you know you see the weapons that other nfc south foes are adding to their wide receiver arsenal and the panthers signed you know they drafted jc horn in the first round last year to be a shut shutdown corner but you can't do that if you can't be on the field so uh we'll see how long 
they keep him out. He said it won't be a long-term thing. So maybe they'll just sit him, you know, this week and monitor that soreness and then have him out next week uh, for first day in pads. Yeah, I don't want to panic fans by any means. It's just that we've been – it's not like he's a 10-year vet, right. right? And, you know, it's like, oh, man, is this – we don't even really care if he does training camp. He's really only played three games. I'm sure that we could benefit from him having out there. So we definitely will be monitoring that story. Go ahead, Kay. Yeah, so I actually want to move our attention to the offensive line here. So, you know, we're a fan podcast, but uh, let's just say the name's Pat Elflin and Michael Jordan don't bring up too many good memories for us from last season, right? But it really does seem as though the coaching staff is really intent on letting these guys compete for that starting job. We saw uh, um, today Brady Christensen start at left tackle Mm -hmm. and Michael Jordan start at left guard. What do you make of this? Who do you think is actually in the front running spot to be left tackle and left guard? Those seem to be the two most up-in-the-air positions on that line. Yeah, and and there were some series where uh, Icky was at left tackle and Christensen was at left guard. So I think that the Panthers are kind of mixing things up and seeing where guys fit. They want versatility along that line. I think ultimately you draft Icky where you draft Icky to be your starting left tackle. Um, and Christensen is good enough, and, you know, he's comfortable in that left tackle spot. He's versatile enough where he may be able to play that left guard area. So I think eventually those are the roles that they'll fall into. Um, but, but yeah, you know, they, there was a lot of movement along that offensive line. The only thing that the, the coaches have told, has, have told us is that basically Taylor Moten is – the right tackle. I mean, yeah, the right tackle. And that's it. Yeah. So, you know, everything else is, is pretty up in the air. But I do think um I do think Icky will probably fall into that left tackle, left tackle spot, and then Christensen will work at left guard. Um, it's been so long since we've had a punt returner in Carolina who is consistent, who we even really know who it's gonna be from week to week. Have and and I have not heard one single Name one single story about who the heck could potentially be returning punts for this team this year. I almost feel like Panther fans have given up on caring. Like, who the heck is going to be the punt returner? Any, did they kick at all today? I mean, they had to have done a I little kick. See, I didn't see much special teams today at all. Okay. And, and, I, and, you know, I think that they're still trying to figure that out. Matt Rule has talked about special teams being a focal point. Um, when he gave kind of his three point, uh, uh, three focus, three focuses that they're looking at improving heading right. into training camp. But you're right, they have not really had a a reliable returner since Ted Ginn. Yeah, it's been it's Ted Ginn was the last guy who was an effective punt returner who you didn't feel like was a complete liability. For the last three years, we've had players who is just as long as they caught the ball, which they hadn't been fumbling a lot. Like we had a couple of years where we were just like, where it was Philly right. Brown and Brenton Burson and it was, it could be disastrous, but it was just like, we got one yard. Like we never got yards on special teams from our punt return game. So I'll be watching that. Cody, any other um, stories we can pick the brain real quick? Yeah. Um, I was wondering how much you knew about Shaq Thompson and the procedure that he went, uh, went through on his knee. Was this something that he just kind of waited a little bit too long to get the surgery, so inevitably it kind of bleeded into training camp time? Do you know anything about this injury and whether or not this is going to be something that might potentially stop him from seeing the field against the Browns? Yeah, uh, uh, Matt Rule assured us that he should be ready week one. He said he described it as a cleanup procedure. He had some stuff cleaned up in his knee. Um, I'm sure this is something that he could have gotten done earlier in this, uh, earlier in the break, earlier in the summer. Um, but you know, the timing is what the timing is. And, um, yeah. I, I mean, I doubt that we'll really see him much preseason at all, but you know, he's also a veteran, um, on one of the veterans old, oldest players really It's crazy on this team. So, um, you know, he probably wouldn't have gotten much burn preseason anyway. So I, yeah. I feel like he'll be ready week one. 
sounds like we were unable to learn a lot from about the defense today. You heard a couple of names from the secondary and the linebacker group. Are we not going to learn about really this defensive front and how they're kind of shaping up until they start putting the pads on and doing some different things? Yeah, you got to crack those pads to really see what this defense is talking about. You know, the first couple of days, it's really hands off. It's really about protecting. You don't want to have any injuries. Uh, so for us, it was more about looking at uh, the quarterbacks and how they look, their accuracy, how they were throwing the ball. Defense didn't really go that hard. They're a, they're a competitive group by nature. Um, and Baker Mayfield was picked off, which caused, you know, a, a celebratory thing by the defense. But we didn't really – they didn't really go at it that much today, and that's not unexpected. Um, but next week when they hit – when they put those pads on, I think it will be a different story. Any thoughts about that defensive end competition on the opposite side of Burns and how that's going to shake out between – YGM, Marquise Haynes, and maybe even still the opportunity with Rashawn Melvin retiring today in an additional roster spot. And to add to that, uh, Carlos Dunlap, who was rumored to be an option for the Panthers, about an hour ago just signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, man. We were talking about that last night, so it came through. So I Yeah, I saw that he was visiting. I didn't know that he had signed already. Um, From what what I've heard from the team – heading into training camp, this is Marquise Haynes' job to lose. They have faith mm. in him. They think that, you know, he's going to be that edge rush, rusher opposite of Brian Burns. Uh, so they are looking to him to to kind of take that, take that, take the helm there. I, you know, I do, st- do still think they're open to signing, you know, another guy, and that's what Fitterer said. I think when, when, uh, when, Fitterer was asked about Dunlap. You could tell that he really wanted Dunlap, but Dunlap was probably apprehensive about signing with Carolina. And you see, I mean, he signed with a Super Bowl contender. And, you know, guys like that have the ability, unless you are really showing me, unless you really throw on a bag at me, you know, I'm going to go somewhere where I can win. And and that's obviously what he did. Um, I think the market is kind of thin, but they'll see. They'll, they'll, of course, they're going to be looking at final cuts to see where they can get somebody who may be able to make an impact in that role. But as of right now, uh, as the Ross, with the roster as it stands, I think it's Marquise Haynes' job to to lose. Well, Vashai, this will be our last question. We thank you so much for your time. We know you're incredibly busy down there in Spartanburg. My final question of the night to you is I've been predicting – that Davion Nixon is going to have a breakout year this year for the Carolina Panthers. Do you have an indication of who you think might have a big year this year for Carolina that maybe we're not expecting? Hmm. I, you know what? I haven't really thought about that. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not mad at that pick. Um, I, I'd have to think about that. You, you, you put me on the spot. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. We need Terrace Marshall Jr., man. That's what, like, you know, we're Terrace all had a this. really bad drop today, and I was like, oh, oh no. Um, get, get your head in this. I do like Terrace Marshall. I like his swag. I think he has the confidence that he needs to have as a receiver. I think he would be a good pick. Um, I just have to see how he operates more through camp. And then, you know, he hasn't been able to develop a rapport with, you know, with the quarterback. And I think that that – this competition, yeah, it's great, but it also hurts young receivers like Terrence Marshall who need to kind of get in a flow and a rhythm with one guy. So, I mean, maybe Terrence Marshall. I, I do I do like him, but, you know, you also have – I think this will be a big bounce-back year for Robbie Anderson. Um, DJ Moore is, you know, DJ Moore is DJ yeah. Moore. He's going to be a reliable guy. Um, you know, I, I can't – We really haven't heard a ton about Taylor the rookies. Taylor has, has been looking good, hmm? We haven't heard a ton about the rookies this year outside of Icky. You know, I feel like and maybe that's a cool thing finally for a rookie class to not rely on some third or fourth round pick to be a big breakout. You know, like, I mean, we always latch on to some guy who is uh, like, uh, for instance, Brandon Smith, which maybe can get some opportunity yeah. in there since Shaq is kind of banged up a little bit at this moment, or at least. So, um, you know, it's kind of a – that's one of those things is, man, we'll really have – who will be the camp darling is kind of the question. There's always a camp darling 
And sometimes it's not good being the camp darling. I was gonna say I, with the Panthers being the camp darling is kind of like Russell mm, Shepard. Russell Shepard. No, you don't want to be the camp darling. You want to yeah. be like kind of maybe fly under the radar and then turn it on. Yeah. Um, during, Step into an injury or something season. like that. Right. We'll definitely be watching that Robbie Anderson story too. Is like how Robbie. I saw him when he came in on the cart today. He had the helmet locked down. So I think he's trying to focus and start to block out some of the noise Definitely. that maybe he's jumped into a little bit at the same time. Yeah, he said on a podcast that he was approaching this season like his rookie year. So, um, I mean, I feel like we'll get we'll get more details about that when we are able to speak with him. But, yeah, he's definitely locked in. He was very open about last year and the disappointing season that he had. So, yeah. Tell us about your schedule this coming week and the coverage at Carolina Blitz that you guys got coming from Spartanburg. Uh, and so what we can do to expect uh, how training camp unfold as you cover it. Well, I'll be here uh, in that thing. So what we this is I've lost track of my days. We're on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They have the uh, back to camp at yeah. Gate Stadium and then um, they have Sunday off. And then Monday is the first day in pads. So um, it's a really full week. Uh, and so I'll be here bringing coverage. Um, make sure you're going to carolinablitz.com. And then, of course, I, I try to try to upload things on Twitter and, and Instagram as well. It can get a bit much, but, you know, we do what we can to kind of bring you something outside of the boxes. Well, hey, I'll say what? this. Your Twitter account, especially now, when the Panthers are really kind of clamping down on what content can be put out, you guys do amazing work putting out incredible footage. Everybody check out at Keep Blitzing. Vashai, you have been absolutely incredible. We know Thank you're you. busy. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we definitely have to get you on here again before the season's over. That's for sure. 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 Just let me know. I'd love to. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks you so much. Guys, that was Vashai Hurt of Carolina Blitz. Great insight, great guest. Um, yeah, Tony, it really it seems like there's a lot of storylines that we're gonna be following the next couple of uh couple of weeks here. A lot of stuff to play out at quarterback, on the offensive line, at linebacker, lots of fascinating stuff. Yeah, and at the same time, I think there are kind of good storylines that are not too nerve-wracking for me. You know, I was trying to think of what like, I mean, maybe this quarterback competition overshadows some of the hyper-focus on other things. I don't know. I mean, like, today felt like maybe it was just because it was the first day back. I just felt relaxed. Or maybe I was, like, just yeah. more inch, just happy to see stuff other than spec uniforms or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, the, um, and, their, and their Megamind helmets that uh, yeah. protect them from concussions. But... Yeah, man, so, I'm pumped. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, man, that's the C3 beat check. We've popped around, looked at some of the headlines coming out, and really um, been on top of it all day um, from the C3 Panthers podcast. You can check out our work on YouTube. Uh, we're always – I'm putting out shorts all the time. Uh, we're, we're doing long-form content on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays, on Fridays. The post-game show will be coming up. Uh, go to carolinacatchronicles.com. We're also doing coverage, written coverage. We'd like to have your input on some of the things that you want to be talking about. Tell us. Call into the Cat Calls line at 252-228-5098 throughout the week. We play those calls on the Tuesday show. Um, tell us the storylines that you think maybe we're missing something. You know, maybe we're missing. And we and today we even mentioned Rashawn Melvin, man. he got It was so hot out today. That mug just went and said, I just decided to retire. <laughs> yeah is it man let me not be in spartanburg yeah, when it's, it's 105 like, you know degrees i, I think i'm done with this mess it's like <laughs> i was kind of iffy on this ankle my ankle's been bothering me my arthritis is flaring up and this is this heat it's like man, I, I, man i'm good dude i yeah. am good um, so my name's tony man. dunn you can follow me on twitter at cat underscore chronicles i've changed the tag on uh, my name on Twitter from uh, Cat Chronicles to the C3 Panthers podcast because that's our bread and butter. Still the same handle, though. Brandon, uh, Cody Last, how, um, how can they get after you, my friend? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Um, 
Uh, I'm good at responding to everybody, man, on Twitter, on Discord. Um, yeah, it's it, we're having a we're building this C3 nation, man. 158 viewers, we got up to 170 something. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, man. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers. Oh, dude, we're gonna do it, man. season. We need you. We've been putting them in, though, man. We've been doing work. I want you to be the 4,000th subscriber, folks. Subscribe there. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you catch your podcast at. Um, and the other thing I want to say is just support your content creators, whether it be the kind of independent fan-based content creators like ourselves, 4-Man Rush, PMP, Unnecessary Buttness, Pat Kroll Train, um, Twan, if I is if I, I mean if I'm missing yeah. anybody, I'm not trying to do it on purpose. Support that content. At least I'm in that kind of free yeah. market capitalistic view. Unlike the Carolina Panthers, I mean I probably shouldn't say too much shade because they will <laughs> probably come after us on this. But like I think the more discussion, a rising tide lifts all boats. Support those people so they continue to bring uh, that constant discussion that we're all yearning, yearning for. And our fans do it in the chat room every week, and they also do it on the Discord channel, Cody. Oh, yeah, they do. So um, I'm going to post the link to the Discord right now. So it's in the chat room. That's a brand-new link to our Discord. Check us out, man. We have a thriving community in our Discord. Uh, you know, people having conversations, sharing news. Heck, that's where I get most of my updates for all the news and stuff going on. So definitely check that out. And uh, tell a friend, man, for, for all of you who have Panthers friends that aren't listening to us, man, let them know. Tell us to get, tell them to give us a try and see if we can win them over. But we're going to be amping up the content uh, a lot this season. We have a ton more content that we're going to be pumping out. Hey, man, we're here for Panther fans, you know. Well, take us out of here, man. All right. C3 Nation. Until next time, keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.